Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, this is Steve Silver with Silver Screen Videos, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. You are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. Hey, it's still January, so yeah, time burrito, $1, January 29th. Don't miss it, man. It's going to be $1 for the Kindle edition, so pretty good deal. Anyways, with that being said, oh, and, you know, thank you so much if you do buy it, because, you know, my books uh, are, are how I uh, support my creative life, you know, uh, my my creativity is all put into my books, and a lot of the other creative things I do uh, don't pay anything, and actually the books really don't pay much either, so, you know, I'm not, uh, <laughs> not buying any mansion anytime soon with my writing, uh, not saying that won't happen one day, maybe, uh, but uh, for now, you know, the support really helps, and I do appreciate it a lot, because, you know, I, I like doing creative things, and, you know, uh, hopefully I can continue to do them in the future. Anyways, uh, with that being said, today we have Wonder Woman 1984, and as you know, I very rarely on this show... Uh, talk about new movies. So I'm going to give you some time to go view it. It's on HBO Max. Yes, I know. I finally took the plunge, got an HBO Max sus subscription. I was a holdout for the longest time on this. You know, to me, Westworld and Game of Thrones were probably the only two shows I would ever watch. And then, uh, you know, we were looking to rewatch Doctor Who one day, and uh, <laughs> that's all it took was Doctor Who. Man, all the episodes of Doctor Who are on HBO Max, so you know that's what finally convinced my wife and I to get it. And then we're like, well, you know, finally time to watch some Game of World, <laughs> Game of Worlds, <laughs> Game of Thrones, and some Westworld. So I'll report on those when we're done. Uh, we haven't started yet, <laughs> but uh, 
the bonus is that this year, a lot of the new movies uh, like Dune and the fourth Matrix movie and stuff like that are all coming out on HBO Max. So it's going to be worth it for this year. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if we keep it another year after that. I guess it just depends on what we're feeling like, how far we got through everything within a year. But uh, yeah, finally took that plunge for a, an HBO uh, subscription. I know, hold out for the longest time. Uh, but you know, for me, it's about critical mass. If you have enough stuff that I'll watch on there that makes it cheaper than just going out and buying that stuff on Amazon, well, there you go. <laughs> I'll pay for the subscription, but if there's not a lot of stuff on there or only a few shows, I'd, I'd rather just buy them directly on Amazon because it's, it's cheaper that long that that way, you know. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, go watch Wonder Woman, 1984, because I'm gonna spoil it, and I'll be back, or you'll be back, or we'll both be back. What am I saying? You could just pause the thing. I know, I know, I make this joke every single time. You're like, it's not funny anymore, Aaron. Just say spoiler alert and I'll pause the episode. So, <laughs> spoiler alert. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I had a lot of fun rewriting uh, The Phantom Menace. So, I'm going to go ahead and approach Wonder Woman 1984 as a uh, writer. Uh, you know, and uh, first off... I want to tell you about an, another writer that I follow uh, on online on Twitter and what he said about the movie, because I thought it it really said it all for me. Like that was such a brilliant uh, idea that I just have to share it with you. So it's Hugh Howey is the the where I read this from, and and uh, he basically said that Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four kind of missed out on a really good opportunity. And I definitely agree with them in the sense that the entire first part of the movie, instead of, you know, Wonder Woman mopey <laughs> about losing Chris Pine, uh, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, I don't know, <laughs> for whatever reason, you know, she's there in the forties and now she's in eight in 84. But if, if they did this entire sequence where they had all these milestones in, in DC comics and, and had, you know, like, you know, uh, Hugh Howie said that he would see, you know, Batman interrogating the Joker and, and Wonder Woman is there. And then, you know, the justice league and Wonder Woman is there. And then like, and like you just have all these big moments in history of DC and, and Wonder Woman is there for all of it, yet she doesn't get any of the credit. So people are like, well, where were you since, you know, <laughs> the 40s? And it's now 1984, we're just hearing about you now. And then she could say, I've been there the whole time. Like, that's a great line. That's a trailer-worthy line. You know what I mean? Like, like gets none of the credit, right? She she And, you know, and this actually is a good parallel to you know uh our real life right like female superheroes don't get any of the credit right they they you got to think of like really cool strong female uh, superheroes you just don't see <laughs> enough of them right like when you really think about <laughs> like gender in in represented in in superhero movies it's definitely male heavy and that's just adding up by the numbers you know what i mean and 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 yeah and it's like you know somebody will be might say well you know there's more men that read comic books than women and it's like well maybe there would be just as much women if you had more 
female heroes. Just a thought. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like I bet <laughs> you would find, you know, with a uh, more gender <laughs> equity stories, you'd probably find, you know, uh, equal number of audience, right? Uh, so that's, that's sort of my, <laughs> my critique, uh, of, of that argument. It's like, why are you leaving a, a market segment on the table? Honestly, it's like, like you, you want to sell comic books. So sure. You got the, the male market down. Well, why not get the female market down too? That's, you know, you're missing half the population in sales just on that alone. You know what I mean? So, so it's not. You know, it's, it just doesn't seem like, like you know, yeah, it, it seems a, a weird inequity. So it, it would be cool to see that inequity actually playing out story-wise as well. And then you can, you know, uh, uh, so yeah, that's what that's what Hugh Howie said. And I thought that was kind of brilliant. Uh, and, and it goes into my big critique. It's like, like, what the hell was like Chris Pine doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, kind of a weird choice, you know, so here we are, we're, we're living in the, like the post me too world, right? Where like consent is a really important thing, right? Before you do something with another adult, uh, <laughs> you got to get consent, right? Super important. They didn't get it. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the eighties. So consent's not important in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, that joke aside, uh, like, like, like seriously, like, like Chris Pine inhabits the body of another dude. So he literally takes over a body of another human and then does his girlfriend in that body. Right. So they like, they literally do it. <laughs> and, and of course the, the body that, uh, they took over didn't get to consent in that right and then they get this really weird thing at the end where he meets the guy that was her boyfriend was possessing that she had you know ultimately had sex with <laughs> and he seems like yep i'm fine <laughs> it's okay it's <laughs> just this weird awkward interaction at the end you're like hey this is awkward did you know you just had sex with me <laughs> And I was totally, you know, like, 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 like did not give you any consent. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it like in any other story, like this would be a horror story, right? Like, like seriously, like, like think about it, like being possessed. So somebody comes in and possesses you and does a whole bunch of things against your will. That's a horror story, <laughs> right? But in, in, in Wonder Woman 1984, it's like, oh, look, Chris Pine's back, you know, like, <laughs> like, 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 this is the, like, what the exorcist is doing, you know, like, like, this is the plot of the exorcist, like, like, yeah, you know, so weird choice, right? So yeah, you know, I kind of agree with the sentiment, like, like, why is Chris Pine even in the story? Like, don't get me wrong. I love Chris Pine. Like, you know, really good Captain Kirk. Like, like, I know those are fighting words, but man, like, Chris Pine is awesome at Captain Kirk. But does he really need to be in the second Wonder Woman movie? And in fact, he was really good in the first Wonder Woman movie. Like, I loved the interaction between her character and his. It, it made it a cool... It actually, you know, like, he was struggling to keep up with her, and that's what made it entertaining. It's like... He was just a normal dude and she was freaking Wonder Woman, you know what I mean? But then they just had to like 
do it again. <laughs> Except this time he's possessing somebody. <laughs> you know, like, like this is like, you know, Pazuzu kind of stuff here. And, and, and I don't think anyone, like, seems to stop and acknowledge it. Now, with that being said, despite those flaws, Pedro Pascal, man... He's really what made that movie, like, watchable. So, you know, if you don't know who he is, he's, of course, Mando, uh, the Mandalorian, and such a different character, right? Like, like think of that villain character from Wonder Woman, and then think of the Mandalorian, like, this is the way, you know, like, <laughs> like this is the wish. <laughs> so, <laughs> totally different character. So, man, he did really good. Like, like, I felt I really liked it, but that was the other weird choice to me. Like, like why was he the main villain? Like, he should have been the subplot, and, and actually Kristen Wiig should have been the main villain. Like, like they had it all set up, you know, uh, for her to just, you know, be completely badass and, and, and become whatever that was. I'm not too familiar with Wonder Woman as a comic book, so maybe that is a villain, but she seemed to be, like, should have been bigger than she was. Like, she was the fight before the end, when really what they should have done has resolved Pedro Pascal and then have like Kristen Wiig refuse to give up her wish and, and refuse to like, like, you know, like, like she's the one that, that holds on to the, to the hate and, and then becomes this cool, powerful being that's going to like murder <laughs> Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Like, like that would have been a cool ending, right? Between the two of them and, and have the, the Pedro Pascal thing being kind of a subplot of that, you know, like really the, the Pedro Pascal thing could have been like, Oh, we thought we beat it, but then, Oh no, something scary. You know, like, like, you know, once again, going to horror movies, right? You always like, I put the spirit to rest and now everything's okay. Oh, wait, the spirit's out and it's going to kill me. You know, like the ring did this, right? You know, oh, yep, yeah, we fixed it. We're good. And then the spirit comes and kills that dude, right? You know what I mean? Like, that's what Kristen Wiig could have been. She could have been, you know, like, oh, we, we fixed it. People gave back their wishes. He undid his wish. He's no longer a wish stone, you know, and, and keep in mind, he can undo his wish and not undo hers, right? Because she wished to be, uh, you know crazy cool before uh he turned himself into the wish stone right so she could have you know modified her wish during that time before he became the wish stone and and you know starts turning into this you know cool monster thing uh and so at the end when you know wonder woman is like oh we'll fix this problem world safe Blah, blah, oh, no, it isn't. There's something evil, and it's Kristen Wiig. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That would have been cool. I'm just saying that you could have had a better villain at the end that kind of comes out and, and surprises you. Instead, it just becomes this weird fight on electrical lines, and, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, and, and once again, it, it, it you know, Kristen Wiig uh, fails, uh, you know, like, like, just as a villain, like, she, I don't know, just, it, they sort of diminish her character in a way when she could have been way just bigger, more badass, and, and sort of the real threat at the end of the movie. And I feel like that would have been so much better than than sort of where they went with it. Because, you know, uh, Pedro uh, Pascal was a cool idea, uh, and and I like that that was part of it, but I think if they made him you know, something to solve 
but doesn't really solve the problem of Kristen Wiig. It would have just been so much better as a movie, you know? And then you could have had, uh, you know, once again, the whole theme that Hugh Howie brought up of, of Wonder Woman, you know, saving the world and no one gives her any, you know, like, like, uh, <laughs> no respect, no respect at all. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield, uh, anyways, uh, like, like that, uh, that whole theme, they could have had that, you know what I mean? Like, like Kristen Wiig is going to destroy the world and, and no one really knows, you know, <laughs> like no one knows Wonder Woman is the one that did it, uh, which would be kind of an interesting theme, right? Uh, of her being completely amazing yet. No one knows. I mean, they, they kind of set that up in that mall scene in the beginning, you know, where she takes uh, it out and no one notices her, you know? Uh, and, and also, you know, I don't know how she flew in the series. Was it through her lasso? But there was some incongruity for me because I just, like, when she was going through the clouds, like, lassoing the cloud, like, I just, I just didn't get it, man. <laughs> like, maybe a Wonder Woman fan had come and explained to me how the F the lasso cloud flying travel works because that just doesn't, like... <laughs> like like Superman makes sense. He like jumps, <laughs> can jump really far, you know. So it looks like flying. Why why can't she just do that? You know, like jump, <laughs> like she's that strong. <laughs> she can jump halfway around the world, so it looks like she's flying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like yeah. The I don't know the lasso thing. Like it makes sense with Spider Man, right? Because he's going between the buildings and all that, but. I just don't know how I <laughs> like lassoing the clouds. It just caused me to go, what, what's happening? <laughs> oh, wait, thanks, Chris Pine, for your <laughs> flying notes there. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, should have not been in the movie, right? So there we go. There's my script notes for someone who wants to make Wonder Woman 1984 again. You take out Chris Pine entirely. You do Hugh Howie's idea of, of, of having her have no, you know, respect. And then you make Kristen Wiig the supervillain. And there you go. You got a cool movie. Would have been much better anyways. Yeah, and the funny thing, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, but I didn't really... It was one of those movies that got worse the more you thought about it. <laughs> like, at the time, I was entertained. I didn't really have any problems. Uh, you know, and for me, it was like really the, the, <laughs> the guy from the Mandalorian holding the movie for me. It was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. <laughs> he could do the Mandalorian and this, you know what I mean? And then after that wore off <laughs> and, and I sat there thinking about the movie, I was like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just, you know, the more, you know, it's one of those ones that, that if you just, <laughs> you know, check your brain at the door, you're, you know, you'll have a good time, but, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, uh, take some notes. Yeah, and what's up with that with Hollywood, of not taking script notes? Because, man, I feel there are so many movies out there that could have been fixed in the script. Just the script, that's the easiest part, man, you're not even filming the movie yet, you're just a bunch of writers, you know? Like, like, I don't know how it works out there, but Man, if I were, so, you know, mark my words, if any of my books ever get made into a movie, I'm going to have a lot of writer meetings or require them to do a lot of dang writer meetings, you know what I mean? And they have a lot of different people read the script and give notes and, like, 
like figure, you know, like not have, have any, like, <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that's what I will like hire the best dang writers out there. Cause if you hire really good writers, you know, I, I guess you could make a, a bad movie out of a good, uh, script. Like you could have, you know, a terrible director and a terrible actor and, <laughs> you know, just, just really weird things going on. But man, you can't make a good movie out of a bad script. You could have the best actors in the world and the best director and just have all this amazing talent. But if the script is a piece of junk, you're just not going to work. So, so yeah, yeah. If I, if I ever get so lucky as to have, you know, anything, anything of mine made into movies, uh, I'm, I'm going to make sure that script is good. <laughs> I'm going to make at least that is not going to be the part where people are going to be like, man, this really should have <laughs> had some, you know, like, yeah, hire the best dang writers and, and lots of people, lots of people to be writers. You know what I mean? Like, like it should go through notes and sessions and rewrites and rewrites and more rewrites. And if you think you're done rewriting, you're not done. You're rewriting because <laughs> man, you could have fixed things in the script and then you would have had a pretty good movie, right? That's what I like when there's nothing wrong in the script. I'm good at that point. But, uh, you know, that's me as a writer, right? I know everyone is going to have their own thing of what they pay attention to, but uh, for me, it's all about the writing. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, uh, with that being said, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out Time Burrito for, uh, you know, one dollar. And uh, it's a funny story. People like it. Uh, it's got good reviews. Uh, it's not... not it, if you like Mel Brooks and you like Mel Brooks type comedy, you'll probably like Time Burrito. So Mel Brooks comedy, Time Burrito. That's the kind of story you're getting. You're not getting the next Hunger Games when you go and read Time Burrito, just so you know. So anyways, uh, January 29th, $1 Time Burritos. Can't beat it. And then also, uh, don't forget to listen to all the other stuff at Real uh, Paranormal Activity. We got different podcasts. We have uh, videos. We have uh, fiction videos. We have my fiction. In fact, more Touristic U Chronicles next week. Uh, so, yeah, I got, got tons of stuff for you here. Just have a listen. See what you like. And thank you so much for listening. And... Uh, you know, if your dead boyfriend ever possesses a guy, like, just don't do it in the dude's body. I mean, really? Would you want to be possessed and have someone, like, do their boyfriend in your body? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, yeah. You know, in fact, just don't go doing things when you're not in your own body. <laughs> I mean, you know, like... Like, treat it like somebody's car, right? <laughs> like, what would you do if your friend lent you his car for the night? <laughs> Don't answer that. Never mind. <laughs> I guess it's time for me to go to bed, and it's time for you to go to bed, too. Good night.